Today's shiur will begin from the last two words of Daf Nun Amit Beis, Omar Rabba. My time of the Rabon Gamliel. Here we're at the top of Daf Nun Aleph Amit Aleph. What is the reason for the Shita of Rabon Gamliel, who had mentioned Ein Get Achar Get, the Ein Maimer Achar Maimer, that after the Yovon gives the first get to one of the widows, the second get, the second divorce document <coughs> that he gives to the second widow doesn't have any halachic effect. In other words, the relatives of the second widow, let's take her sister for example, will not be considered achus grushoso, the sister of one whom he divorced. The second get taking no effect. Likewise, the second widow who receives Mimer after he gave money after the uh, surviving brother gave the second widow money after having given the first widow money that second uh, uh, giving of money does not take any effect so the question right now is why is it that the the second act in either a get following a get or Mimer following Mimer does not have any effect in creating any esur, any prohibition regarding the relatives of the second widow. Uh, you should, we should note, by the way, that we are continuing. You can see the triangle marking is a continuation of the series of questions that we had seen in our previous shiur that we featured uh, on Dafnun Omid base. So the Gemara answers, why does Rabbi Gamliel have this approach? The Mesafkale, he has a doubt. He's, in, he's not sure of the power of these institutions. Get, he is in doubt whether e dochi, e lo dochi. Does it push away? Does it cast away? Or does it not? Mimer, e koni, e lo koni. And the Gemara will explain these two points. You can see that we've labeled them Aleph and Bez, and now the Gemara goes over these points. Does uh, the, the second point being mimer? Is it does it acquire or not? Now the Gemara explains get e dochi e lo dochi. When a get is given to a yevoma, what effect does that have? E kama dochi. If it's effective in uh, pushing away the first widow, making it such that you can't marry her in yibum anymore. So then, if the first get is effective in pushing her away, so Basra, my coffee. So the second get, the get given to the second woman, what effect could that possibly have? In other words, once the Yavoma is pushed away and there's no more Yibum, so the giving of the get to the second woman would have no effect. E Kamo Lodochi, if the first one is ineffective in pushing away so then basronami lodochi the get given to the second widow also is not going to push away again no effectiveness now we look at mimer mimer e koni e lo koni e kama koni if the first widow is acquired in a yibum sense by the money that was given to her basra my covid <coughs> so the money given to the second woman would have no effect because once you uh, acquire the uh, Yavama, you have 
in effect, fulfilled the mitzvah, and there was nothing more to be done. So the money given to the second widow would have no uh, import. The e, comma, lo, koni, if the first one is ineffective as a means of acquiring, then basro, nami, lo, koni, the second one isn't going to be any stronger, it too will have no effect, no strength in acquiring. We should note another marking that we didn't, <coughs> that you notice there are diamonds that appear to the immediate left-hand side of the Gomorrah text. And on the side, we had noted the notes under the Nosei, Mivneh heading, the topic heading, and structural note, one and two represent Hezbeirim Shorova Va'abaye Be'rabon Gamliel Di'ein Ged Acher Get. These are two explanations, uh, one of Rova and later of Abaye within Rabon Gamliel. So we've seen now Rava's explanation of, of Rava and Gamliel, why the second one, whether it's the get following a get, or Maimer following Maimer, is ineffective. Esve Abaye. Abaye now raises a question. Take note of the fact that the question lasts a number of lines. Umoide Rava Gamliel, shiyesh get achar Maimer. Umaimer achar get. That when, uh, a mime, when Maimer is done, let's say a, uh, Ruvain and Shimon were brothers, uh, Shimon is a surviving brother after Ruvain died, leaving no children, but Ruvain did leave two widows. And Shimon gives a get to one of the widows, and then money, Maimer to the other, Yavama to the other widow, or Maimer Achar Get, where he gave a get to one, and then he, uh, Maimer to the second. Let's just go over because we might have reversed number one, was he first gave money to one widow. And then a divorce document to the second one, or vice versa, gave money to the first widow, and a get to the second. Uh, a third example, the get achar umaymer. That would be the order of events here is get after bia maimer, means he did bia, he did maimer to a first widow, let's say there are three widows, and he gave money to the first, he had relations, intimacy with the second widow, and he gave a divorce document to a third widow. Or another example, the fourth example, is Maimer Achar Biyavaget, meaning he had given a divorce document to one widow, intimacy with a second, and give money to the third. Now, in, in all of these cases, Rabbi concedes that they take effect. And again, when we say take effect, that would mean that the relatives of the subsequent women are also going to be forbidden to the surviving brother. The E Mesafkale the Rabbanam Leo. If Rabbanam Leo has an inherent doubt about the effectiveness of the get in in uh, releasing or pushing off in divorcing, and he has doubt regarding the power of Mimer in acquiring, then Teheve Kebio de Lechatchila then why not view the intimacy that we saw in the middle? If you look back at examples 3 and 4, we had written in the order of events between the lines. So in example 3, money was given and then intimacy, which was followed by get. Now, if Rabban Gamliel entertains the possibility that Mimer, for example, is not Konet, or in the fourth example, that get doesn't push away, that they're ineffective, so then the act that follows, in number three, you saw that Bio followed the Mimer, and number four, you saw 
that be your father to get. Bio is the act of intimacy, the, the formal way of acquiring a Yavoma. So Gemara is saying that let if that analysis has has validity, then Ragamil should have viewed that that act of intimacy in the middle of those events in three and four, he should have viewed the Bia as a Bia that's done at the outset, and the the stage that follows it should have been of no significance. So that the third stage, in case number three we saw it was Get, in case number four we saw it was Mimer, should have no effect. After all, we have learned, when intimacy is at the first stage, nothing takes effect afterwards. So the fact that Rabon Gamliel, in the source before, gave, let's say, power to the act following the intimacy in both examples 3 and 4, that shows us that Rav Gamliel is not in doubt as far as, like, like Rava presented. And now we go on with Abaye's explanation, number 2. Elo Omar Abaye, li'oilom pshito lei l'rav Gamliel beget d'dochi u'maymer d'koni. Now, you should note that we have a new marking on the side under the Mivneh heading, Havlotas Ramgamil Verabonon, Behezbeiro Shalabai. Within Abai's long explanation, we will see the names, the Shittas of Ramgamil and the Rabonon highlighted. And of course, we didn't mention at the beginning of today's Shir, but everyone realizes at this point that we're simply con- continuing with uh, the topics that we've been dealing with in our recent Shiurim, the Machlokes that we saw back in the Mishnah between Rabon Gamliel and the Rabonon in the effectiveness of Get Achar Get or Maimur Achar Maimur as was featured in the Mishnah at the beginning of our parak on Daf Nun Omer Aleph. So Rab, uh, Abaye tells us that as far as Rav Gamliel is concerned it's Pshitalei Beget Dedochi Umaimur Dekoni Omiu Omer Rabonon However, now if let's just go over the the point that needs clarification. If it's obvious to Ramunil that get uh, pushes away the avoma, that means would let's say cancel the yibum relationship, and Mimer, it's obvious that it acquires the avoma. So then, why is the get done to the second widow or the Mimer given to the second widow of any effect? So he goes on to explain, Mihu Omarabonon Ha Yivoma Bechad Tzad Mahani Ba Get Ubechad Tzad Mahani Ba Maimer. The Gemara will go on to explain and elaborate on uh, what uh, what uh, Abaye means by that. Bear in mind that Rabamuel is of the opinion Ein Get Achar Get and Ein Maimer Achar Maimer. So when it comes to Get Achar Get, the Gemara explains, Lo Dochi, the second Get doesn't have any pushing away effect with regard to the second widow, the Hadocha Le Kamo, the first Get did all the pushing away that was possible. Umaimer Achar Maimer, Lo Kani, the second uh, Maimer act of acquisition done has no effect of acquisition, the Kani Le Kamo, whatever acquisition powers existed were used up, so to speak, with the first widow. Get Achar Maimer, Umaimer Achar Haget, these are 
examples that we saw in the source where, where Rabbi Gamliel conceded that there is effect, where you had Mimer done to the first widow and then a divorce document given to the second widow, or the other way around, first a divorce document given to the first widow and money given to the second widow. Hai Milsa Kodachi, Vahai Milsa Kokoni. In the uh, example of the get following Mimer, so there was no uh, there was no pushing away power used up with the first widow. So there was room for the second get, for the get that means in, in the second position where it followed Mimer, if that get had push away power. And likewise the other way around, where get was given to the first widow, and then Mimer was used for the first time on the second widow, there was no acquisition power that was used up with regard to the first widow. So all acquisition power that existed was focused on the second widow in that case. Therefore, it's effective. Verabonon. Now, what's Shita Sarabonon? They argue with Ramlion and said, Yesh get achar get, and Yesh maimer achar maimer. Verabonon, they focus on, we'll say, the recipients in this case. So if we're going to use the example of two uh, uh, widows, so with regard to the first widow, there's a takona of get, as well as the second widow has her own takona of get. Same thing with the mimer. The first widow has a, a provision for her to be acquired rabbinically through money, and the second widow also has such a provision. So that even though he gave a get to the first widow, that doesn't push away the second widow at all. And when he gives the get to the second widow, that's her being pushed away. Money given to the first widow acquires the first widow, but that doesn't tell us anything about what happens when you give money to the second widow. And therefore, money given to the second widow also has acquisition effect, causing eventually her relatives to be prohibited to the Yavam. We, we continue in the Gemara. Notice, though, with the markings, we have a semicolon and also wrote in between the lines that which Rashi points out, that the Gemara now continues with a comment within the sheet of Rabbi Liel. V'hai bi'apsula. And we can see this together in the Rashi by looking under the Gemara text on the first wide line, We wrote in the order of events. Mimer was done to the first widow, intimacy with the second widow, and then following the intimacy, get given to the third widow. How is it that Ramamliel says that there is a get after the Mimer and Bio were done? And likewise, v'yesh maimer achar b'yoviget. And maimer can be effective in a third position after a get and b'yo were done with the first two widows. Doha b'yo emsoi sheep sula. When you look at the middle act in both of those cases, these cases, by the way, were in the Tanaic source we had at the upper part of the page, examples three and four, b'yo in the middle position. That's called b'yo sula. And the term biopsula we've seen in the past, it's a it's bia, it's intimacy with the Yavoma, but it's ineffective in acquiring because uh we'll say 
uh, Yibong powers were uh, diluted, were minimized by something having preceded the act of intimacy. So we now continue in the Gemara with the comment, this, the B of Sula is stronger than Mimer and is weaker than Mimer. Adifa mi Mimer. B of Sula is stronger than Mimer. Dilu Mimer, Acha Mimer, Lo Mahani. According to Amliel, a, a Mimer that follows Mimer, that second Mimer is of no effectiveness. The Ilu Bio Acha Mimer Mahani. This uh, trapezoid shape that we see is highlighting the idea of B of Sula. And, and the, uh, where Mimer precedes Bia, so the Bia is called a weakened Bia. Money was given to the first widow, an intimacy with the second widow. That intimacy has effectiveness. It has to be dealt with. It takes, it takes some level of effect. So that Bia following Mimer is uh, of, of some note according to Ramalia, whereas Mimer following Mimer, the second Mimer is of no effect. Ugriomi Mimer. Now, B of Sula is weaker than Mimer. Di'ilu, Mimer achar haget, koni lukule shira de get. When you have the order of events where get is done to the first widow and Mimer done to the second widow, the Mimer acquires all that was left over by the get. We explained the get given to a Yavoma is a weak type of um, instrument. So that even though it pushes away the Yavoma, there's some, uh, we'll say, Zika, there's some uh, Yibum um, acquisition still available. So that when Mimer follows a Get, the Mimer acquires whatever was left over by the Get. Whatever the Get didn't accomplish in pushing away, that Mimer that follows the Get is, is effective in acquiring. Vilubio Achar Haget where a divorce document is given to one, and then that's followed by Bia, lo kanya le lekule shiura get. It doesn't acquire everything that was left over by the get. And what practical bearing does that have? If there's a third yivoma, after get were given to the first, and, and Bia done to the second, there's room for Mimer to be done with the third this would not be the case if, uh, if after a get, Mimer was done, and then with a third uh, Yavoma, Mimer would be, uh, would be done. It wouldn't be effective at all. And we can take a look at Rashi on the third line under the Gemara text. Where get is done to one, and then Mimer done to the second. The Mimer acquires... If Mimer is done after that to a third widow, it wouldn't have any effect. If he were done after doing Mimer to the second widow, which had followed again, Mimer done to the third widow would have no effect. That's in accordance with Romliel's teaching that Mimer does not follow Mimer. Get the Elo. And at that point, that ain't Mimer Achar Mimer, doesn't matter if the second Mimer was a one that followed Get and then Mimer, or it was simply a Mimer that followed a Mimer. Ain't Mimer Achar. There is no Mimer that follows Mimer. 
Making no distinction whether the first uh, mimer was following a get or it was uh, a mimer that was preceded by nothing. The second mimer has no effect. From the fact that it doesn't say It doesn't say that Ramil acknowledges some type of weakness in a mimer that had followed a get. We continue in the Gemara where we're noting that Biopsuda is weaker than mimer. The Ilu mimer achar haget. If you have mimer that follows get, Kani lekule shira to get. The mimer acquires whatever had been left over by the get given to the first widow. The ilu bia achar haget. However, bia that follows the get. That's an example of a bia psula lo kanyo le lekule shira to get. It doesn't acquire everything that was left over after the get. And as we men- mentioned before, that means that a, if a mimer were to follow that biyah, it would have some effect. Tonu Rabona. We have a Tanaic source in which some markings appear. There's a triangle, and on the side, the triangle with a squiggle underline is explained. Ketzad Oma Rabonil, Ein Get Achar Get, Ein Mimer Achar Mimer. We've been using these examples. Uh, as we were going through the Gemara, but here is a Tanaic source that presents the examples in a textual sense. Ketzad Omer Ramliel Ein Get Achar Get. What does Ramliel mean, or what's an example of Ein Get Achar Get, that a second get is of no effect after a, as it follows a first get? Example. Shtei Yavamas Shenoflu and Shimon were brothers. Ruvain died, leaving two Yavamas, two widows, to be uh, dealt with by the Yavam, by Shimon, his surviving brother. And Shimon, the surviving brother, gives a divorce document to widow number one of Ruvain and widow number two of Ruvain. He is expected to do Chalitza with the first one. And with that chalitza, with that act of release, the shoe removal ceremony done with her, he, now the Shimon, the surviving brother, is rendered prohibited to all of her relatives, her sister, her mother, etc. Umuter bekrovos shnia. He can marry the relatives of the second woman. And this is a function of the get that had been given to her was of no effect. Uh, Rashi, in the wide lines, almost halfway down, Rashi says, Cholets the Rishona, the Kolshikain, the Icholats, Lishnia, have Chalitza Ma'al all the more so if he had done Chalitza with the second woman, the, in other words, the second one to have received the get, bearing in mind that her get was of no effect. Her, and therefore, she is considered a a true Yivama. And if you would do Chalitza with her, that's not even a diluted Chalitza. It's a great Chalitza. Lifturi Kamaisa to free the first one who had received the get to marry whomever she wants. The Kevon to get the Shniya Eino get, since the get given to the second woman is of no import, 
Chalitza dido mal yusahi. The chalitza done with her is all the better. Hello, eitzah toiva shminon. Rabbi Gamliel here is giving us an eitzah toiva. Shelo yesor atzma bekrov shmiya by doing chalitza with the first one to receive the get, and the second yet having a, been no effect. So what that enables the yavam to do is to marry at some time the relatives of the second widow. Shim yachlotz law if he, after having given the get to widow number one, does chalitza with widow number two, nimsa zu grusha, so the first woman is his divorcee, v'zu chalitza so, and this one is the one who had received chalitza with him, v'osr bekrovos shlehen, and that would render them both, the relatives of both of them, forbidden to Shimon. So, by Ramil in this text, in this source saying, chalitza l'rishona, he's giving us advice, that with the chalitza done with the first woman to receive the get that finishes off the job he's also to her relatives umutur, we go back to the text where we dashed under line it says umutur bekrovos shnia and he remains mutter to the relatives of the second woman because that second woman though she received the get Rabbi Gamliel holds ain't get achar get and the second divorce document has no effect and therefore her relatives remain mutter to Shimon we continue in the Tanaic source. The Chomim say, Nosan get Lazuf, get Lazuf. He gave a get to widow number one and widow number two. Osir Bekrovos Shtehen. He is forbidden to the relatives of both of those women. The Chalitza Laachas Mehen. And he's expected to do Chalitza with one of them. The Chain Ata Oimer, Yivmim, the Yavoma Achas. The same model applies if upon Ruvain's death there were. There was one widow left and two brothers that survived, Shimon and Levi. What after Shimon's actions of giving a get or doing mimer, so Levi's actions would, according to Amlil, for example, have no effect if he replicates the actions done by Shimon. And the Chachamim would continue saying that Levi's actions would have an effect. Ketzad Omar Omliel, Ein Maimer Achar Maimer. Up till now, you notice we squiggle underline Ein Get Achar Get. Here, we want to explain what does Rav Gamliel mean, or give us an example of Ein Maimer Achar Maimer. Shtei Vamos Shenoflu Lefnei Yofam The same scenario where Shimon, the surviving brother, is confronting two widows. We also Maimer Bazu, Maimer Bazu, and the surviving brother Shimon gives money to widow number one of Reuven and widow number two. Rabban Gamil Omer, no saint get lo rishona, vacholate slav, the osir bekrovo seha. The way to uh, release the women is by his giving a divorce document to the first woman. The divorce document undoes the uh, whatever acquisition effect was accomplished by the money, and the chalitza removes the yibum bond. And with that having been done, he becomes also to her relatives. In other words, he, after giving the get, of course, that already created an issue. She was the first one to receive the get. And the solution, as we said, actually, just repeat ourselves, uh, correct ourselves. This, the get spoken of here was after he had given mimer to the first woman. The get undoes the mimer, as we said, and the chalitza releases her. And he is also to her relatives. Umutur bekrovos shniah, the second woman to have, rec- to have received the mimer, Rabbi Gamliel holds, is nothing. And therefore, he remains mutter to her relatives. 
the Chachamim Omrim, no saying get l'shtehen. After all, the Chachamim hold that each mimer was effective. So the acquisition accomplished by each mimer has to be done, undone by a get given to both of them. The Osir Bekrovos Shtehen, and he is also to the relatives of both of those women. The Chalitzo Lachas Mehen. Chalitzo is necessary, but only with one of them. Chalitzo done with one releases the other. And you would say, likewise, with regard to a case where Ruven died leaving two brothers and only one widow. The uh, Rashi uh, says in the middle of the wide lines under the Gemara text, Here in, in this, that, this Rashi is going on the uh, statement made right before the second triangle. Uh, and the same thing would apply with regard to where the first Yavam gave Maimer to the widow and the second Yavam gave also Maimer to her. Rabban Gamliel Omer, Rabban Gamliel will tell you, Cholitz lo Rishon va'asheni muter bekrovos. Sel divrechachamim shneim asur bekrovos. Let's continue in the Gemara. Omar Mar. Here we quote from that which was said earlier in the source we just completed. Use the arrow on the side of the Gemara text to navigate. No saying get lazu v'get lazu. Rabban Gamliel Omer Cholitz Rishona v'asur bekrovos seha u'muter bekrovos shnia. Now, this approach taken by Mlio, where he says, after he gave a get to each one of the widows, especially the get given to the second widow, we said, according to Mlio, is ineffective. But Mlio says that you do chalitza with the first widow, and you are forbidden to her relatives. The second one's relatives remain mutter. So, and we have a marking on the side under the Mivne heading, we indicate these are nisyonos, these are attempts to refute statements made by Amoroyim based on quotes from Tanaic sources, from the Tanoyim. So, in this source, we seem to have a position taken, in this case by Rav Gamliel, that would be against that of Shmuel. Now, Shmuel is an Amora. This is not a good situation for, an, for him, for an Amora, to have a Tanaic authority standing against him. Well, what did Shmuel say? Do'omar Shmuel, cholatz lebalas aget, lo niftara tzora. If a man had uh, given a get to one of two Yavomis, and then he does chalitza with her, the chalitza done with her does not release the co-wife. The reason for that being that chalitza done with a woman who already received the get, it's a case of a chalitza that couldn't have led to yibum. In other words, you're dealing, you're, give, you're doing chalitza with a woman you could not marry because you already gave her a get. That's a chalitza psula. A weakened type chalitza. And according to Shmuel, a weakened type chalitza does not release the second widow, the co-wife. According to Rabbi Gamliel, he had said, you do chalitza with the first one, and that's all that's needed to be done. The uh, tzorah is released, and 
but it, he says you you can actually marry the relatives of that second Tzara because you're not doing anything with her according to Amlil. You're not doing Chalitza with her. According to Shmuel though, Chalitza done with the woman that received the get is not effective in releasing, in releasing the Tzara. You're going to have to do a Chalitza with her as well. And hence her relatives will become forbidden. So is this not a, in effect a position running counter to Shmuel? Omar Loch Shmuel. Ki Amri Ano, when I said what I did, that Chalitza done with Balas again is ineffective, Alibo Demandi Omar Yesh Zika. This is according to the opinion that says there is a connection between the Yavam and the widows. Ramlil Safar ain't Zika, but Ramlil is of the opinion there is no connection. And we spoke about connection. Of course, there's a connection. But the issue is, does the connection have any halachic power? So now, let us take a look at Rashi. The second line from the bottom, Yesh Zika, Alimo Zikasa. It's strong. Velopoka Zika Shlemo Elo Bechalitza Ma'al a strong, uh, or a zika that has strength, cannot be undone unless a full-powered, full, full-fledged chalitza is used. Therefore, when chalitza is done with a woman that already received the get, it's a weakened type of chalitza. It cannot undo the strong zika, the strong bond that remains between the ovum and the second widow. Rabon Gamliel, however, represents a position that says Ein Zika. And since there is the, the bond isn't strong, so a, a minor type Chalitza is enough to release both women. So that there's no confrontation between Shmuel Ramliel. Simply Shmuel is saying what he does within the context of the opinion that says Yesh Zika. But according to the other school of thought, Ain Zika, Shmuel never made his comment. We continue. Umida Rabon Gamliel Savar Ain Zika. According to what we just said in the Gemara, Rabon Gamliel represents a position that there is no connection. Rab, we continue at the top of Omid base. Rabbonon Sabri Yesh Zika. The Rabbonon take the opinion that there is a connection. The Katani Seifa. The Chain Ata Oimer Bishnei Yivmin Viavoma Achas. So let's again bear in mind the Rabbonon represent the opinion Yesh Zika. That means when Ruvain dies and he leaves, in this case we'll say two brothers, Shimon and Levi. Shimon has a connection to the widow of Ruvain and Levi has a connection. The Rabbonon said, in that case, you do chalitza with one of them and that is enough. We're dealing with a case of a weakened chalitza. Why is it a weakened chalitza? It's a chalitza done with a woman that had received a get. It's a, it's a case of chalitza done with a woman that at the point you did the chalitza you couldn't have gone the yibum route. You couldn't have married her because you had already given her a get. That's a weakened chalitza. The Rabbana say the weakened chalitza is enough. Lemo teheve tiufto de rabo ba rabhuna o ma rav. 
Diyama rabo barabuna amarav Chalitza psula Tzricha Lachzor al kol ho'achim That when Chalitza is done To a woman after she received a get It's not effective With regard to the others So in our example Let's just go over the case again Ruve died leaving a widow Shimon and Levi were surviving brothers. Shimon gave the widow a get. And according to the Rabbonon, Shimon can do chalitza with her. And that's all that's necessary. What does Rabbah Baravuna say under those circumstances? That if Shimon did chalitza with her, and we said that's a weakened chalitza, she, the widow of Ruben, is still going to have to have chalitza from Levi, the other surviving brother. The Rabbonin didn't say like that, so is it not so that our Tanaic source with the Shitas HaRabbonin in it is a refutation of Rabo Barabuna in the name of Rab? Omar Loch Rabo Barabuna. Rabo will answer, Bein L'Rabunil, Bein L'Rabonin, Sabri, both Rabbonin and L'Rabonin hold Ein Zika. Not like we said at the outset that being that Rav Gamliel says, ain't Zika so, by necessity the Rabbonin hold yesh Zika. Not so. The Rabbon, Rav Gamliel, and the Rabbon all fit into one school of thought regarding this matter of connection, namely, Ain Zika, and therefore, the Chalitza that you do with one of them is enough, because there is no connection with the second one, the hacha here in the Tanaic source where Rabbanil argue with the Rabbana their machlokis is limited to the issue of a second action that replicates the first action and what its effectiveness is. But they don't get involved with a machlokis concerning Yesh or Ein Zika. Rabbo Barabhuna, on the other hand, in the name of Rab, was saying what he did according to another school of thought that holds Yesh Zika. Hence, within the school of thought that says Ein Zika, so Rabbo Barabhuna would have conceded that the Yavama, the surviving widow, does not have to receive Chalitza from the other brothers. We continue in the Gemara with a new section of analysis, and that's why you see a slash mark. Omar Mar, also Maimer Bazu, Umaimer Bazu. Ruvain died leaving uh, two widows, and Shimon gives money to widow number one and gives money to widow number two. Rabban Muloimer, no, you say get the Rishon of in order to solve this problem. You, uh, the Shimon is expected to give a divorce document to undo the mimer, and then he does chalitza to release her to marry anyone she wants. The also bekrovosel, he cannot marry her relatives. Umutu he is allowed to marry the relatives of the second woman. Michti, let's look into this position. Kosova Rabban Gamliel ein mimer achar mimer. That a second mimer following on the heels of a first mimer is of no effect. If the second mimer is of no effect, after the first woman received the mimer, why doesn't he just go all the way and do yibum with her? The Gemara says in 
in truth or technically speaking that could have been done however the Rabbana don't want that to be done we're afraid that if we're with Yibo is an option he might choose to do Yibo with the second woman and that would be a problem because then you're doing Yibo with a co-wife of a woman that already received Mimer and that in on a rabbinic level would be like as if you're building two houses this is a concept that we've introduced in the past which is based on where we say here we have again a new, a new trend of thought Rabbi Yochanan says that there are a list of Rabbonin, five rabbis, Rabban Gamliel, Beishamai, Rabbi Shimon, Ben Azai, Rabbi Nechemio, Kulhu, Sviru, Lahu. They are all of the mindset, Maimer, Kine, Kinyan, Gomor. That Maimer, money given to a Yavama, is a significant act. The thesis at the very top points out. When we say the Tanoim that we're, see, we're about to see in this list, they're not all the same. They're not all saying the same thing. Uh, and he explains that the Beishamai Kinyanidarai, according to Beishamai, money given to Yavama is an effective Kinyan on a Torah level, as was uh, inferred or understood in the Perik Dalarachim back on Davchov Tes. Uluku Tanoi lo Konyam Ladron. According to the other Tanoim, it's not Kone on a Torah level, rather, rather on a rabbinic level. And it goes on with each one of the Tanoim, how they each one says something specific to them. However, as we said, the point is, is there's a theme here that they all hold that Mimer is considered an effective Kenyan. Exactly on what level or ra- what ramifications that has, each one has their own point to say. So now we go back into the Gemara. Rabon Gamliel Chodamoran. Now here we have a, we numbered off the rabbis, one through five, and now we continue the numbering scheme where we circle the numbers and that matches the numbers in the original list. So Rabon Gamliel said, Ein Maimer Achar Maimer. Why does the second Maimer have no effect? Because the first Maimer all acquires everything that is there to be acquired. So that we see that the first act of, of Maimer is considered strong. It precludes any further Maimers from being done. Number two, Beishamai Disnan. Shloisha Achin a case we have three brothers we have a little uh, diagram to illustrate this and this should not be something uh, new to all of us who have been learning since the beginning of the Masifta these are uh, examples the likes of which we've seen in the past so you have here Ruvain, Shimon and Levi and now on our chart we have numbers that indicate the order of events you see on the chart Ruvain and Shimon are married to Leah and Rocha respectively two sisters that's as the Gemara text says. Mufne means Levi in our case is unmarried. Let us say Ruvain died. He is the husband of one of the sisters that 
his brother is married to the other one. The Asaba Mufne Maimer, and stage number two, after Ruvain dies, Levi gives money to the widow, to Leah. The Achakachmes Ochiv Hasheni, and then Shimon dies, and her sister, and the the sister of Leah, namely Rochel, becomes a Yevoma. Beishamai Omrim Ishto Imo. Beishamai says that Leah stays with Levi, even though all that Levi had done with her is give her money. He didn't have actual uh, relations, intimacy with her. Nevertheless, Beishamai says Levi stays with her. And the other one, Rachel, leaves the scene based on her being the sister of Levi's wife. A person cannot marry two sisters. Levi having done Mimer with Leah, in Beishamai's opinion, it's considered like a full-fledged marriage and Rachel is out of the picture. She is the sister of Levi's wife at this point. So, by Beishamai saying that Rachel leaves even without Chalitza, that shows us that what Levi did with Leah was a full-fledged Kenyan. And we saw before, Toshis made reference to the point that by Shammai holds that it works on a Torah level. Number three, Rabbi Shimon Desanya, Rabbi Shimon who is also of the opinion that Maimer is Koine Kenyan Gomor, Omar Lohem Rabbi Shimon Lachachomim. Rabbi Shimon addresses the Chachomim, uh, and we should maybe just a word of background Rashi fills us in with this we're talking about a nine year old surviving brother he's a Yavam his, his brother died leaving a widow and there are two maybe they're twins they're two nine year old brothers that survive uh, let's just say with that background in mind we also should glance at the Rashi. Rashi is a few lines up from here. Omar Len Rabbi Shimon, the Kamal the Perak Rabba, later in the Perak known by the name Al Isha Rabba, Ben Teishishon of Yamechon Abali Vimto. Ruvain died, leaving two brothers, each one nine years old. The first one has relations. Uh, we should maybe say a word about a nine year old. In the, in the eyes of Halacha, the intimacy done by a nine year old is of, let's say, partial consequence. So, he does be off with the widow. And the second brother then has intimacy with her. She is not fit uh, through him. The be of a nine-year-old has the strength of Maimer. And what we just illustrated was the intimacy done by two nine-year-old boys. It's tantamount to Maimer Achar Maimer. Umekudeshes af l'sheni uposlo af al-horishon kirabonan. According to the Rabbonan, the Maimer done with the second woman, and in this case the Bias Bentesha is uh, is effective because they hold the Amri Yesh Maimer Achamaimer. Rabbi Shimon Omer Lo Posla. Rabbi Shimon says that the second Bia does not create any psul, any prohibition between the Yavoma and his 
relatives. In other words, or let's say her relatives to the second boy. The, the uh, intimacy done by the second boy would be considered maimer achar maimer. And according to Rabbi Shimon, it's of no effect. So that second boy eventually can marry her relatives. Now we go back to the Gemara text. Omar lohem Rabbi Shimon lechachomen. Rabbi Shimon says to the Chachamim, who had said where the second Bias Ben Teisha passes her relatives to that second brother, Rabbi Shimon says, in Bias Rishon if the intimacy of the first one is of significance, Bias Sheni Eino the intimacy of the second one with her should have no effect. And if the intimacy of the first one is of no import, neither should be that of the second one. The intimacy of a nine-year-old is equal to Maimer according to uh, rabbinic authorities. The Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Shimon saying is that the uh, the, the bia of the second one is of no consequence. Why? Because the bia done by the first one, and in your mind's eye, the bia of a bandesha is the equivalent of maimer, was a full kenyan, leaving no room for the second bia bandesha slash maimer to have any effect. So we see that Rabbi Shimon is of that same school of thought as Rabbi Yochanan said. Maimer Kriyna Kinyan Gomer. In this last example, we were speaking about the Bias Bantesha, which is the equivalent of Maimer. Number four, Ben Azai, Desanya. Ben Azai Oimer. Now, we, we didn't point out by way of markings, but the double underline that you see here highlights the, the names, the sheetas that we saw in the list given by Rabbi Yochanan. Ben Azai Omer, Yesh, Maimer, Achar, Maimer, Vishne, Yidmin, Vivoma, Achas. Benazai splits where uh, we, in, whereas in the source we saw in Amal Aleph, this split is not made. He says that there is Maimer Acha Maimer when you have two men, two brothers, and one widow. Each man was given Maimer power vis a vis the woman. However, Ain Maimer Achar Maimer, and this is what's of importance for us right now, when you have only one surviving brother, Shimon survived his brother Ruvain, Ruvain leaving two widows. Once Shimon does Maimer with the first one, it does a full Kenyan, leaving no room for the second Maimer to take any to take effect. Hence Benaze also has as part of his thinking that Maimer is Kina Kenyan Gomor. Rabbi Nechemya, number five, this nine, Rabbi Nechemya Oimer, Achas Bila, Viachas Chalitza, whether it's Bia or Chalitza, Bain Bethila, Bain Beemsa, Bain Besof, Ein Acharel Klum. Following uh, Bia or Chalitza, wherever it appears in the list of uh, actions done, that which follows will have no effect. When we speak about, let us say, Bia in the middle of events. And now we've, we've discussed this before in today's shear as well. That, if, let us say, there were uh, a couple of 
Yavamas, a couple of widows, and he had done get with one. The uh, the bio that follows is a bio that doesn't acquire. That's an example of a bio psula. And yet, uh, the, the, according to Rabbi Nechemia, an action done after that will have no effect. So bio psula, as the Gemara says, it might be a weakened for it's a weak bio, nevertheless, it's considered like mimer. And Rabbi Nechemia says, that following the Biyapsula, nothing takes effect. So that if, let us say, there were three Yavomas left by Ruvain, and Shimon does, uh, gives a get to one, and does Bia with the second one, Mimer done to the third widow would have no effect. Because the Biyapsula that was done doesn't leave any room for anything to follow. So, we see an illustration of Biopsula slash Mimer being Kainik Kinyan Gomor, according to Rabbi Nechemet, being that there is no room for anything else to follow. If we go back to the Mishnah Daf Nun Omen Aleph, on the sixth line of the Mishnah, so there, this is a quote from there, Ketzad also Mimer. Now this Ketzad, if you look back in the Mishnah, is coming on the heels of information that uh, preceded it. When reading the Mishnah, you might notice that the Ketzad, which generally speaking is an introduction of an illustration, words or a comment designed to illustrate that which immediately preceded it. But when you learn the Mishnah there on the Afnun, on the Aleph, the Ketzad doesn't do that. So that's what gives rise to the Gemara's point. So the Gemara here at the bottom of Omid Beis quotes Ketzad also Mimer, etc. We continue at the top of the Afnun Beis Omid Aleph. And we ask in a tone of Tmiha, Hi, get Achar, get who? Is this an example of a get following a get? Uh, when you had read the Mishnah there on Daf Nunam and Aleph, just prior to the uh, to the Ketzad expression, the Chachomim had said Yesh get achar get, Yesh Maimer achar Maimer avolo achar vilo avolo achar chalitza klum, and then Ketzad the Ketzad you would expect that to illustrate that which the Chachomim said of Yesh get achar get. But when you read on in the Mishnah on the Afnun Amal Aleph, he, it goes on to describe a case of his having done uh, Mimer with the Yavoma and then gives her a get. That doesn't illustrate that which preceded it in the Mishnah text. Hence the Gemara's question now is, is this really an example of get achar get? This is rather, the Ketzad gives you a case of a get following Mimer. Omar Rab Yehuda, Hochi Ko'omar. So Yehuda provides an explanation of what the Mishnah's intent was. Get achar get, umaimer achar maimer, kideamoran. And here's a very unusual situation. Kideamoran means as was explained in the Braiso and Afnun Aleph Omid Aleph. Namely, the Mishnah doesn't attempt to illustrate 
an example of get achar get or maimer achar maimer. The illustration of those appeared in the Brisa on the Afnun Aleph Amen Aleph. However, the Ketzad of the Mishnah comes to deal with a case of Yavam Echod Vyavama Achas. When you have Shimon, a soul brother, a single brother surviving his deceased brother Ruvain, Ruvain leaving a single widow, one widow, not multiple widows. Ketzad Mitzvah Hatorosan. How is there, how is the release of this kind of situation to be accomplished? Also, Maimer Bivento, if Shimon had given money to the widow of Ruvain, the Nosan law get, and he had given her a divorce document, Sricha Heimenu Chalitza. Shimon will still need to do Chalitza with her. So the Ketzad of the mission is coming to explain that situation. Even though it doesn't come on the heels of that which appeared in the Mishnah text immediately before the Ketzad, nevertheless, Rabbi Yudah in our Gemara here is explaining what the role of the Ketzad is, and, and that is to explain what happens when you have a, sing, a, a one Yavam and one Yavama, and he had done Mimer with her, what needs to be done after that.